got so little time But I feel like you knew me I keep my mouth shut but Think they'll see right through me As it's all been one big loss Hell, it's all because of us If only they knew me The way that you knew me Well, it all has been left up Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Dog's Best Friend. I am Beej, I hope everyone is well and um, with me as always we have Sticks kicking around the studio today. Hey Stixie. Um, this is a bit of a unstructured, unthought about episode if you will. It's more of a, um, a rambling of such. Uh, just so everyone out there can understand that um, not only is training your dog hard uh, and not always easy. It can be quite stressful uh, and being a dog trainer can be quite stressful as well. It's not always the um, glims and glams of, yay, look at me, I trained a dog, yay, next dog, all puppy play, yay. It can be quite crazy uh, and very unpredictable, obviously. It's like they always say, you never work with children and dogs, uh, as I just sit here in the studio and play tug of war with Jeebus, a very heavy dog. Um, now, this all came about because this morning I decided to do a training session with sticks down at my dog park. Now, this wasn't my regular kind of training session. So yeah, this episode basically is going to be just me rambling about a few different things that I want to talk about before I get stuck into that. I will tell you the story in a second. Um, I'm just going to go off on a few tangents first. Um, so what we also I might discuss is just some more of that um, best ways to deliver that food, which I have touched on a few times in the past, and just to make sure that people are using their reward markers and using them correctly, because that's probably one of the most important parts is keeping that reward marker successful. So, like I said, this morning I decided to do a training session with sticks. This wasn't a regular like sit, drop, come when called that kind of training session. What I was doing is I took him down to his local park where he gets to run and have fun with all of his mates every other day. Except this morning, his training session was to watch dogs. Um, the reason I chose to do it this morning was because it's just one of those random times where his regular dogs aren't there. So by doing that for starters, setting him up for success. So it's a little bit different. So we need to set our dogs up for success and also ourselves because, let's be honest, there's no point sitting there trying to do things with your dog if you're just going to get frustrated and yank on that lead. It's not going to be fun for everyone, for anyone involved, sorry. Um, so, like I was saying, and even right now, he's gone from being super calm to crazy. Um, now, he is only, he's not even two years old, so he is a giant puppy by all means. And look, I give him a lot of benefits because of that, but I also try to keep myself calm at the same time. That's probably the biggest key. So just not really training dogs, but training people. Anyway, I've gone off on a tangent yet again. So what I'm trying to say is I was at the park this morning. My training session with the beautiful sticks was dog watching. Now, we're not watching 
his regular friends or anything like that because I feel like that would be really harsh. Times when I have watched his regular friends, we've done it from a distance from the park, so he can still see them, but that drive to go and play with them is not quite there. Uh, Because he does get to play at that park a lot, I need to generalize the whole watching dogs calm and relaxness about sticks, which gives me that beautiful dog that I, I have and as some of you may have seen you know videos or photos of him climbing uh, having the toddler climb under him uh, crawling through and screaming tunnel 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 and using that I say some of you because I don't post uh, videos or pictures of my son on the internet at all uh, unless of course I know you and then yeah you are one of the privileged few to see a photo or video of my son so we're doing this training session very structured very basic. I don't expect anything from sticks in these training sessions, except for the one thing that I want, which is a calm, relaxed dog. So I'm not up there, and I say up there because I literally put him on a podium. Um, So the middle of my dog park is a skate park, which is brilliant, I think, uh, because it's it's good to teach the dogs generalization about wheeled objects, skateboards, scooters, bikes, all that sort of stuff. And it's great because Stixie has been around it his whole life and that is gen- really just drilled into him that he just leaves them alone. So you see a lot of dogs chasing after bikes and kids on skateboards and that sort of stuff and Stix just doesn't care. What he really cares for and has to go and do is playing with other dogs. Hence the dog watching. Now, it's a miserable, crappy day today, so... Of course, we rugged up the toddler and took him down to the park with the dog and went, all right, now time to do some training. Okay, so I put him up on the podium. Uh, For this, it was on the uh, top of a ramp drop-in, and we just stood up there, and there was a couple of dogs walking around the park. And from that position, you can see the whole park. So I've got this giant black beast up next to me, and I was rewarding him every time. Now, normally I would say he's reward marker, but he is being nice and relaxed this second, so I'm going to use another reward marker to say what I'm trying to say. So, for let's take out my reward marker, which we all know is high pitch and annoying, and swap it out for tick right now. So, I'm up there. He's just every time he looked at a dog up there, I just tick and then reward mark him and feed him. So, it it was good. It was working really well. Then, over the other side of the park, a couple of dogs, because um, everyone does it, they just let their dogs run off lead, it's fine, it's a, it's a dog park, I'm, I'm not here to judge anyone. Um, there was somebody there who I'm not a huge fan of, whose dog does have some issues and they refuse to acknowledge these issues, again, I'm not going to tell anyone what to do with their dog. I, on the other hand, will say my dog's not playing with that dog, because I'm well within my rights to protect my child. Um, this case, child being my dog. Anyway, so he's up there doing all this and that said dog decides to have a crack at another dog uh, and there's a little bit of a scuffle. It's nothing bad, don't get worried. Otherwise, I would have been over there and been like, hey, whoa, 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 and jumped in between and made sure no dogs got hurt and been all like a ninja, but didn't have to. The owners were fairly good about it. Um, But of course, it was the uh, giant Rotty that was made to look like the bad guy and no, he wasn't. He was a very beautiful, well-behaved dog, and as soon as it all went down, the owner just went, uh, recall, whatever their recall command was, and the dog came back, and she put it on lead, and they walked away. I felt that was the appropriate thing to do. This whole time, though, poor Stixie 
he's up on the podium making some noise because he's like, he's thinking they're playing. So he wants to go and play. So, of course, I'm doing some body blocking, jumping in front of him, making sure. Just focus on me, buddy. This is what I want you to do. Just focus on me. There you go. Every time he was relaxed and looking the other way, I'm reward marking him. So a, a lot of tick, 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 feed, tick, feed, tick, feed, tick, feed. Took plenty of food down with him because I knew this was going to happen. So I even fed him half of his breakfast just to be structured and set up for success. I was just going to see what he's up to. Stixie's trying to lift my weights. Good boy, mate. Um, he's become very fond of sitting behind me while I record. I don't know why. Um, so, yeah. Those of you who've seen the videos of my nice, relaxed, calm dog, uh, they this is how it happens. So, by rewarding him in these high, stressful situations, when he is calm, it helps maintain that. And I don't just do it once or twice and that's it. I have to keep it up because I want him to stay calm and relax at all times because that's just the dog I want. I don't I don't believe in that whole your dog follows after how you're feeling. Um now again I'm not telling anyone what they should and shouldn't think, but I just look at it like this. If you've had a cruddy day at work and you decide to come home and you're you're not feeling great, you're a bit on edge, you're a bit snappy maybe, uh, and someone says something to you and you snap at them, you don't want your dog doing the same thing because that's just not fair on the person who you're snapping at in the first place because they probably haven't done anything wrong to deserve it. So why does your dog have to be all high-strung because you are? Now, I've come home some days and I'm just like, okay, I'm definitely not happy with life right now, blah, blah, blah. But my dog's still nice and happy. He doesn't have to feel that transition from being good to feeling like crappy. He's he's excited. He's already a bit emotionally unstable as it is because daddy's just come home. And for some reason, he's not with me that day. And so he's a little bit happy, a little bit crazy. The last thing he wants is like to have that whole transition of attitude. You know, hmm, now I'm going to be a rough, rough, rough dog. Anyway, I don't want to get into the whole grumpiness of it all. But So I'm up there and keeping him nice and calm and relaxed. Oh, every now and then, we're at his park where he normally plays with other dogs, so he wants to go and interact. Understandably, it's it's what he does. It's what he's always done. So, and it doesn't happen every time when I'm doing this structured training because I do this structured training. But let's add that big woof, and it's a loud woof from a big dog from a distance who looks quite intimidating. Looks. He is not. He just looks it. <laughs> so... Of course, people start to, you know, go away from us, which is fine. I don't mind. I'm there doing what I'm doing. They're there doing what they're doing. I, I don't care if you avoid me. In that situation, I'm probably not even going to talk to you anyway because I'm concentrating on my dog. So I set a timer. This is the time limit. That is it. So again, I'm up on the podium. Reward, reward, reward. Woof. I ignore for a second. Goes quiet. Good boy. Well done. Excellent, man. Here you go. Here's another reward. Tick, feed, tick, feed, tick, feed. Uh, and so on and so forth. Until the... He starts to offer me things that I would much prefer in this environment. So, in this case, it was, I don't care if he's sitting, laying, standing, whatever. Just nice, calm, relaxed body. Not stiff, not tail up, not ears pricked, not staring, focusing, fixated on something. I just want that nice, calm, chill dog. So, you know, after a couple of minutes, Stixie just decides, oh, I'm just going to lay down on my back, whatever. Good boy, making it rain now for for treats. Tick, 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 throwing them at him. He's lapping it up. Then he sits up, realizes where he is again. Woof. 
I ignore him for a couple of seconds. <gasps> Goes quiet. Good boy. Well done. Excellent. You're doing very good. Tick, tick, tick. Darts rain and treats. And then at the end of it, finished. Now, this is the part I love the most about the training session. I like to give him what he wanted in the first place, which was that interaction with the dogs. Sometimes you can't always give that, which is fine. But if you can, I highly recommend doing it because it shows them if you're nice and calm and relaxed, nothing gets taken away from you. You still get what you want eventually, but you work at it by being relaxed. Fortunately, this beautiful dog, Kira, came by and um, he plays with her every other day. And it was just perfect timing. She came in, so I went and spoke to her owner for a second. Let's Dixie have a bit of a play. And then we pulled it back. She's a bit older, so she's got a bad back and stuff, um, which is great for Sticks because I can do his recall if he gets a bit too crazy because he does like to play like a puppy. But I do encourage his appropriate playing, so the running around, the sniffing, the chasing the ball together, not so much the jumping on sort of thing because uh, I don't really encourage that because I don't want him jumping on people, dogs, humans, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, setting him up for success in that regard of... You know, I had him on the lead. Uh, I knew that he was going to be a bit rowdy, so I bought extra food with me, and I didn't feed him half of his breakfast. That's what we can call this episode, setting up for success, because that's really what it's all about. And I constantly get people say to me, I don't want to food train my dog because I won't always have food on me. How do I know when I'm going to have food on me all the time? I just sort of, I I used to have that attitude because it was um, drilled into me when I was doing my uh, corrective training. And then I had a thought when I uh, got into the whole positive reinforcement and everything, um, which I will honestly probably never look back from because, let's be honest, I've got the best dog in my eyes, and I know he can have his slip-ups. And I just sit there and I think, well, I know when I'm going to have my dog with me, so why won't I know to have food with me? And then some people start throwing in the, well, what happens if, you know, someone drops off your dog at the vet for you, which actually this has happened. Someone drops off the dog for the vet for you and they forget to bring the food and it was an impromptu vet, vet visit you weren't expecting to go to. Okay, I understand that. I actually have just a little bit of dry food because it keeps forever in an air seal container in all of our cars for that reason. So if I get my dog with me, and it's always handy as well. So if I ever find a dog out in public that, you know, is lost or whatever, I use it to get that dog, check him out, make sure they're okay, see if there's a contact number for the collar, and make sure that dog's happy and safe and sees me not as a predator, but more as a a giver of all things yummy. So I always set up for success. Speaking of setting up for success, let's go on a bit further about that. So, um... A lot of you might have that dog out there that uh, even though they're very happy and well-adjusted, the doorbell rings or someone knocks on the door or a car pulls into the driveway, they lose their marbles. I have that dog, uh, and it's just sort of only starting to come in now, and that's because I've stepped up his training. In other aspects, I'm now seeing other things start to surface. So I'm working on attention barking because he is still a puppy. Uh, and now I'm working on the attention barking. I'm getting other behaviors thrown in at me, which is fine because it's always the way. Life of a trainer. See what I mean? Not as glamorous as you think. And even in my eyes, the best of the dogs, Stixie, that's you, uh, can also be the worst of the dogs. Uh, which is why I like training other people's dogs because I can leave at the end and they have to deal with their dog. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... Um, my beautiful wife was going out the other day and 
I knew oh, my sister does not like animals. Uh, my mum not too fond of them either. So they do not like dogs jumping on them. I, on the other hand, I love dogs jumping on them. Sticks even has his cuddle ca- cuddle cue, and he comes up very nicely for a cuddle. When someone comes to a house, he can be a bit over the top. So what I like to get people to do is ask him to sit and feed him a treat before they even interact with him. If he then gets a bit crazy, I ask them to ignore them. Now, this doesn't work with some members of my family because they don't like dogs so much they won't hand feed him, which is fine. I can then ask people to drop the food on the floor for him. They still won't touch the dog food because it's yucky dog food. Again, okay, not everyone likes dogs and I have a special place reserved for them. It's not at my house. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, My family is more than welcome. Uh, They do accept the fact that I'm a crazy-ass dog person, but um, they don't understand it, which is fine. Uh, Not everyone is into everything that I'm into, and I've had that my whole life. But So I actually asked my sister to call when she was five minutes away so I can get sticks set up for them coming into the house. Now, even though my wife was going out, I asked her not to answer the door and go and greet them. I wanted them to come up and knock on the door. And I told my sister and my mother that I actually probably won't speak to them when they first get here because I'm going to be focused so much on the dog that they essentially don't exist because I'm trying to set him up for success. So in this situation, I've been trying this with a couple of different people and it's slowly getting better. So I've been stepping it up and up and up as in the reward needs to be amazing. Now, um, because of Styx's issues with his ears and the mange and things like that, he has been on a lot of steroids recently, so I'm also trying to make sure he doesn't get fat. Um, he's off all the steroids now, and his food drive's going down a little bit, which is great, so I can start to bring up that um, different high fatty treats and things like that and just you know, substitute out the daily intake to make sure he doesn't get fat because, again, we're setting them up for success. So... I've uh, discovered these veggie ears, which I always sort of looked at and went, I don't want my dog to be a, a veggie saurus, but it's, it's just a lower fat intake food that's not as high fatty as the pig's ears. You can just read the read the um, intake ingredients, whatever. Anything works as long as it's really, really, really tasty. And he loses his marbles over them. So they knock on the door. First thing I do is I, not smash this thing in the face, but I stick it right on his nose. I'm like, good boy, mate. Well done. And he didn't bark. He really wanted to go up to them and jump all over them, but he was also like, oh, this this is amazing, Dad. This is awesome. And he was getting, all his tail started going really side to side, side to side, side to side, then up and down, side to side, up and down, the helicopter tail. So I took it away. He got a bark out because he was like, holding the thing I just didn't want him to get overexcited that's why I took it away Um, I then asked him to sit again and I put it back in his face I didn't worry about reward marking and things like that for that because I like to I don't always get people to reward mark him in public because I don't have to I don't then I don't have to go and explain why I reward mark him what it's for things like that I sometimes just throw it in there and then they can feed him so it's like I'll reward mark him you feed him and so they're just like, what is this guy doing? So mid-conversation, I'll just say, tick. I'll just go, oh, there you go. You can give him a treat if you like. The food's owed to him because I said the word. <laughs> so they can deliver it. It doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it gets to him. Um, so yeah, they came over and I gave him the veggie. Uh, and it was one of the best interactions I had because I expected him to be terrible. Because for some reason, my beautiful dog loves people who hate dogs. <laughs> 
a lot more than he loves just everyone else. And I don't know why. I think it's just he's starved for that attention and he needs it. Because, um, yeah, he's such an attention-starved mutt. Uh, good boy, Stixie. So setting him up for success in all different environments and things like that. So if you're going to do like um, your relaxed cafe style training, as we call it down at Sit Happens, um, you know, take the extra food, cut out their breakfast, whatever, just bring that food drive up a bit maybe by doing that and set the bar really low. So if you want a dog that's going to lay down on the ground and be nice and relaxed, start with a dog that'll just sit there and look. Then work on the laying down part. Or start with a dog that will just stand there and look. Looking doesn't matter. Your dog can look at anything. It's that whole interaction part and making sure that interaction stays nice, calm, and relaxed. So, yeah. There are a couple of little things that I had happen this week that sort of led me to talking about this whole uh, setting up for success thing. And another little thing that I've... It's been sitting on my mind for a bit now and... um, and again, this is just my ramblings. Nothing against anyone at all, any way, shape, or form. I always say I'm never going to tell you what to do with your dog. But it's um, my son and my dog interact really well together. And I get a lot of people going, oh, wow, he's going to be so protective of him. That's so good. And I'm just like, is it? I'm not a fan of that. Like the whole, my dog's really protective of me. Um, I don't think it is a good thing. It's, it is a form of resource guarding. And with my beautiful Aria, bless her soul, she was very protective of me and she would resource guard me to the point where if my wife tried to hug me, she would not be happy about it. So thinking of it like that, is it safe to have a dog be very protective, especially of a child? Because um, if you think about it, in a couple of years, if, if you let that dog be protective of the child, which is, you know, again, up to you. I don't mind. I, on the other hand, am never going to let my dog be protective of anyone. That's my job. I am the protector of my family. He is part of that family. Therefore, he falls under that umbrella. So, I am the protector of him. So, in a few years' time, when my son starts bringing friends and stuff over... And, you know, he grows up maybe like daddy and he's a bit of a rough nut and likes to just play around and they do some play wrestling in the backyard. How is a dog supposed to tell the difference between play wrestling and real fighting? So a protective dog or a resource guarding dog would then go, wait, that's my human, and then possibly become quite reactive. That is not safe for anyone, especially... If the dog is 42 kilos of giant muscle. So, I, yeah, again, I'm not going to tell anyone what they should and shouldn't do. I, on the other hand, I do not have a protective dog. And it sort of makes me feel a bit uncomfortable when people say that to me. Like, oh, he's going to be so protective. Um, Again, not lecturing anyone. Just wanting to get that out there off my chest. It's been there for a while now. Um, And again, Stixie probably could be a bit protective of me, but because I keep that nice, relaxed training up all the time, he's very calm. So if someone does raise their voice at me or whatever, he doesn't do anything. He just chills out. It's like, then that's that's the dog I want. I want the family dog. I want the dog that's happy in all situations, nice and relaxed. You can go, just like that. And he does nothing. He's just looked at me like, yeah, what? 
So I am actually going to reward him next time I do that. So, bah! Okay. Good boy. And that way it just says, hey, Sticks, when someone yells rah at you, it doesn't matter because you look at Daddy and Daddy's going to give you this nice treat. There you go. Good boy. Well done, mate. Good listening. So couple of little things there keep set your dog up for success and just have a think about that resource guarding and if you have any problems i'm laughing because sticks has come up onto the single seat with me do you want to say hi sniff 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 thanks buddy you just put dog sniffs all over daddy's microphone yes you did do you want to hop off okay good boy nice listening there you go. If you get your green bone, I'll play tug of war with you while I still talk. Good boy. There you go. Okay. So, um, setting your dog up for success and resource guarding. And like I was saying, like uh, I was just trying to say before somebody rudely interrupted me. I'm looking at you, Muttley. Um, if you have issues with resource guarding, uh, don't be ashamed of it. A lot of lot of dogs have resource guarding issues, and. It's not always about a person or a food. It could be about a piece of toy, a clothing, an area. Uh, it could be about anything. Um, and I've, I've actually seen a few videos that a lot of people think are quite funny, like when they, uh, the dog's obviously got some, some slight resource guarding issues and it's trying to scratch itself, but it's also conflicted because it doesn't realize that its foot is its foot and it gets a bit growly and stuff. And it's just, it's not fun for to watch, especially if you know the ins and outs of a dog. But um, okay, I'm going to give it to you in a second, mate, because you are way too heavy for me. And yours, good boy. Um, so yeah, if you have any issues with any forms of resource guarding, uh, hit me up. Uh, I do, do, I have dealt with a lot of resource guarding uh, and I am quite competent at dealing with all forms of resource guarding uh, and yeah so I would really like to help with any form of that because I just love to help dogs as you all would have guessed by now so on that note though let's let's finish up on a bit of a brighter note uh, as I open my notes here because it is that fabulous time of the week where we get into that's right our dog of the week now, my God, today's dog of the week. I'll just wait till Stixie finishes his little collar scratch. Good boy, mate. Over here, come and hear about dog of the week, Sticks. All right, so this week's dog of the week is a beautiful dog named Sally. Uh, and props to her amazing owner, Gazza, uh, also on Twitter at BigGazza77. Uh, Aussie dude who absolutely freaking loves his dog. And I don't blame him because his dog is awesome. Um, he was going to do a little uh, recording himself for this and just sort of show that um, the emotion in his voice. But what he's written, I think you might actually hear it a bit from me as well. So this is a little bit about uh, about Sally through the eyes of Gaza. So... Uh, I'd like to say I try to put on my best Aussie accent for you guys, but I reckon I'm already doing a pretty good shot at it. So here we go. Let's find out all about Dog of the Week, Sally. So this is uh, straight out of Gaz's mouth and straight into your ears, guys. Well, what can I say about what can I say about this dog? Firstly, she isn't just a dog. She is Sally, my best friend in the. My, <laughs> she is Sally, my best friend. The one who was always there for me, no judgment, ever. 
always happy no matter the situation. She's 13 years young, but she started to go gray about four years four years ago, oh, at about four years old. So she is always looked like an older girl. Everybody who meets her is like, "Whoa, he's a big do- he's a big boy." So I just always look at them and say, "She's a princess." Usually, I get oh, she's a princess. Usually, I get a laugh. She usually sleeps next to me, which I don't mind. But it becomes fun when she's molting. Uh, when she, when she is molting, being part Malamute, she sheds like a sheep. And oft and I'm often awoken to choking on a big fluff ball. One day I'll knit a sweater out of all the fur she has lost. Uh, she has a big personality, and if she doesn't like you, she will let you know about it. Well, Gaza, we should talk about that. I'll just. Um, you know what, Sally's great the way she is. You do what you're doing with Sally. I just, I love her. But it doesn't happen very often. She is no watchdog. Come to think of it, she would probably lead the robbers in, show them where all the valuables are hidden, then play ball. When we play ball, though, she will get the ball once and only once. If you throw the ball the second time, she will look at you and say, yeah, well, go get it. You threw it. Yep, definitely the Malamute. No. <laughs> uh, I've trained a few Malamutes, and they can be quite a handful. But again, any dog of any breed, shape, size, sex, description, whatever, can all be difficult or be really easy. It's just about fine. It's like that troubled kid at school. It's finding the right way to deal with that dog. Um, trust me, I've got the troubled dog. <laughs> um, okay, so where was I? Uh, they really do have a mind of their own, those Malamutes. Um, so I spend every every day... For about an hour, treat-based training and always remembered that, um, you know, I was the boss. But not because she wanted to be the leader. It was because she needed to feel a part of a pack, part of a family. And I do find that with a lot of dogs, Gazza. A lot of dogs, they don't they don't always have to lead or follow or whatever. They do just want to be a part of the family. And that's how I have always treated uh, my guys. You know, I treat sticks pretty much the same as I treat the two-legged. And, um, you know, they're both pretty well adjusted, if you ask me. And a lot of people always tell me, these two-legged's really happy. How do you do it? I'm just like, train him like a dog. <laughs> they think I'm joking. I'm not joking. And she wants to be a part of the family, which works out great. So this is through the, through the mouth, from the, straight from the mouth of Gaz. So and it works out great. When my dad got sick and me and Sal moved home to help out, my dad loved Sally Dog and vice versa. To the point when Dad passed away, sorry, when Dad passed away, Sally Dog took it the hardest. She stopped eating and lost heaps of fur. After a few few weeks, she started to come around a bit, but for a while there, she just gave up. Sorry about tearing up there, guys. Um, I actually remember when um, Gaz's old man passed away, and the it was a pretty emotional time for him, um, and. and Fortunately for him, he did reach out to the right people and I did get to help him sort of not not through it because it's something you'll never really get through, I guess. Um, touch wood, I don't know about that yet. But, um, you know, he's he, this is a man with lots of heart and he obviously got that heart from somewhere. So hats off to your old man, Gazza. He was a good bloke. Um, so, yeah, uh, I got to sort of talk Gaz through that. So um, I do know almost firsthand how good... Um, Sally Dog was for his old man and also for Gaz as well to helping him get through all that 
time. Ugh. And so, <laughs> moving on. Um, he's got some photos somewhere, but he can't find them. For the first time, he took her to his dad's burial site. She jumped out of the car and ran over and laid on... Oh, sorry. And I've already read this. Oh, and laid on dad. Don't ask me how she know, knew which one it was, but she did. Whew. She's always friendly to other dogs. As long as they are friendly back. <laughs> she doesn't take any beep from anybody. Yeah, she is just an amazing dog. She's got a crazy diet um, of really yummy stuff, which is great. Uh, so Kaz says, exercise her. Um, I exercise her. I take her on two walks daily uh, for about an, about a kilometer or so at a time. And she's... She is just a beautiful dog. So there will be photos of her. I'm sorry, guys. I got a little bit emotional. <laughs> uh, so Sally Dog. What other dog deserves Dog of the Week more than Sally Dog? She is just the beautifulest dog. Um, and we all know how I feel about those mixed breed dogs. Best dogs in the world. Not like you bloody purebred mutts down here. Stupid Stixie. Just kidding. I love him. But um, I'll always have a special spot for those mutts. Um or mixed breeds, sorry, to be technical. <laughs> so, Sally Dog is our wonderful dog of the week. And, um, Gaz, thanks for saying those beautiful things about her. Um, and also, thanks for being you, mate. You are a top bloke, and you really do have a whole lot of heart. And I'm stoked that you have that partner for life that you can share that heart with and vice versa. I see the happiness that Sally gives to you, and it just it's amazing to see. You know, the photos that you send and just the smiles that you could... It's oh, its beautiful. And look, we all love our four-legged fairies, but there's some of us out there that love our four-legged fairies a little bit more, and Gaz is definitely one of those blokes. Um, you know, and his love for that dog, I would jump in, a bullet, in front of a bullet for that dog just to make sure that he gets to keep on uh, chilling with his pup uh, and <laughs> that, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so guys, that's our dog of the week, Sally. Uh, thank you so much, Gaz, for sharing and being a part of the show, mate. Um, and we're going to do some different things with Sally on the YouTube, he tells me. So that's um, that's the show for this week, guys. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. If you have any questions about your dog, find me at the um, Twitter page, which is dogsbfpod, or you can email me directly at dogsbestfriendpod at gmail.com. And as always, you can find me uh, direct at the BG Boy. Um, and yeah, guys, have a beautiful week with your dogs. Think about those questions. Think about setting them up for success and think about, um, using that reward marker constantly to keep them nice and relaxed, not just for obedience training, but for general life. Feel good about yourself for doing not much because we always forget that quiet dog, but we need to be rewarding that quiet dog because that quiet dog is calm, relaxed, and happy. A lot of us only notice our dogs when they're doing the wrong thing. Let's start noticing when they're doing the right thing because that keeps our dog successful at doing the right thing. Good boy, Stixie. You're chewing on the right appropriate thing right now. Well done. Let them know. Nothing is better in life, and I'm sure you guys will agree as humans, when you're doing the right thing and someone just comes along and says, great job on that, you're doing really well. 
you hear it all the time when you do the wrong thing and it frustrates you. How do you think a dog feels when the one person that they're always looking up to and always trying to impress is the same person that is constantly saying, oh my God, you're such a bad dog. What are you doing? No, can you do anything right? Yes, we can. We're just, we're doing it all the time. You're just not acknowledging me. (laughs) So let them know. Please, guys, go out, let your dogs know when they're doing the right thing. And if they're doing what you call the wrong thing, show them. Find out what it is you want them to be doing instead and reward them for that. Guys, I have been your host, Beach. This is all about dogs. Uh, Go out there, enjoy your dog for the week, and I'll see you back here next week, probably with a structured episode and less of a rant. Have a beautiful week, guys. Bye.